Welcome to October, everybody. Uh, we are kicking off the month of All Hallows Eve with uh, a very Halloweeny type that, of movie. Yeah, my, just like just by the sets and everything. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. I'm a ghost. 1999. I don't know that the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, um, which was written by Washington Irving in 1820, yeah. I don't know that it was a Halloween story. Yeah, it was definitely folklore. Right. I don't even know if Halloween was celebrated back then. I wonder if this was even a real place. Like, you always think of Halloween when you think of what the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, what what, you, what what was a real place? Yeah, Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. That, oh, cool. Yep. Hmm, that'd be kind of a un, unique place to visit. Mm-hmm. Not that this movie sticks too close to the original. Nah, not, not really. It's Tim Burton. He takes some artistic license. Yeah. yeah. So with Tim Burton, you get some good and some not so good. Weird. Yeah. yeah. This movie's no exception. It is a beautifully shot movie. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the sets, the costumes are very period appropriate. And oh, they, yeah. they look very authentic. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think it won an Oscar for we, Yeah, for we have an Oscar production yep. Yep. The art Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. They actually, um, especially like the exterior parts of it was like was all hand built and everything mm-hmm. and and then afterwards when they were done filming was completely torn down. Yeah, the actors in the movie said that they uh just walking around the town they felt like they were inside of Tim Burton's mm-hmm. head. Yep. I that's don't awesome. know that's why. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I don't either but That's really I mean, unique. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same I, I wanna say it's the same people who also helped him with that. With Batman, it did a lot of the scenery mm-hmm. and stuff. I think you're right. Which, by the way... All those guy, are really good, too. Yeah. Which, by the way, same director of Batman. Oh, what else? Beetlejuice. Ooh, I, should say, I should say both of those Batman movies are really good. Yeah. Because those are the only two he worked on. Yeah. yeah. Did I ever tell you guys what the first movie he directed was? What's that? Tim Burton? Yeah. Frankenweenie? That, that, was a sh- that was considered a short film, but first theatrical film. That's yeah. really it. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Really? Yeah. Really? Boy. So he took all that weirdness and made some more stuff, including this one. He got weird. Yes, he, he got a little yeah. weird. Yeah. I remember being really excited when this movie came out. Yeah, I do too. I always had a really big crush on uh, Christina Ritchie, R- R- Ricky, however you say her name. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Back when I was a kid, I saw this. I was like, sweet. But I, I grew up. She, uh... Yeah, Christina Ricci. We have Johnny Depp. Pretty much your, your standard... Uh, Tim Burton cast. Yeah, it's even got. Yeah, it even has Alfred from Batman in it. Oh yeah. He actually got him out of retirement to uh, to play just 
a small role that he was in. Shockingly, he didn't have his wife in this movie. Doesn't he normally have his wife in his movies? Tim Burton? Yeah, didn't, oh. you, didn't he do actually, Sweeney Todd? I was going to say, actually, his uh, ex-girlfriend's in this. I'll tell you who that is later. Oh. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter was one of the few missing actors. Yeah. I don't know that they were married yet, were they? No, but so. this seems yeah. like a it, it does. Helena Bonham Carter movie. It they really had a does, very yeah. tasteful relationship, Craig. Oh, take your word for it. I saw it in People magazine, of course. So we open up with a uh, another out of the park score from Danny Elfman. Yeah, I was gonna say not not his best, but yeah, it's Danny Elfman slash Tim yes. Burtony type of sure. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely ominous. Oh yes. yeah. Um, we get kind of flash shots of um, a will and testament mm-hmm. being yeah. written and signed. So we get a lot of if you've seen the movie, if you're rewatching it, you get a lot of hints here. As to what's happening, but um, it, it's happening too fast to really pick up on very much, mm-hmm. especially if you don't know already what's going to transpire in the movie. We have Peter Van Garrett is the signee. That's what I, I was able to see, the Van Garrett signature. Yeah. Martin Landau, by the way. Oh, that's right. He was in a previous Burton movie where he played Bella Lugosi and won, won an Oscar. Oscar for that. Yeah. yeah, I never knew that until later on when I looked that up. I'm like... I know that ugly actor's name. It's Martin Landau. <laughs> so we've got this This will and testament is sealed and stuck in a satchel. And I actually picked up on there's a small um, engraving on this satchel that says Masbeth on it. Um, and that's where the sealed letter is placed into this satchel. And then Peter Van Garrett is loaded onto a coach and... Heading God knows where. Right, yep. through a cornfield. <laughs> I never really understood where it was going. Yeah, that, we do see the most terrifying scarecrow I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's, right. it's actually, I just read that it was supposed to be a uh, the same designed scarecrow from, um, oh, yeah, Nightmare on yeah. Not Nightmare no, no, Nightmare, Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. Oh. That's instantly what I thought when I saw that, mm-hmm. too. I didn't, really, I didn't like picture it. I'm like, oh, yeah. He didn't direct it, but Tim Burton, he was yeah. producer yeah. of that movie. Right. I'm like... Oh, it is the same one. <laughs> and you want to know what's weird is, like, if I were that guy in that coat, as soon as I would have, like, came across that scarecrow, how it looked, I'd be like, no, we don't even need to go there. We could just turn around. Let's go back anywhere but wherever this scarecrow is facing towards. Why Whatever he, we're out here to do. Why was he dressed so fancy? He's not taking him to the ball. This is how they dress yeah, back then. The not, not, not everyone. Not everyone was dressed up like that if when they yeah, were coach. wealthy. People were. If you're wealthy, like, yeah. I'd be like, I'm just wearing my That's sort how... of decent clothes, whatever. I'm not wearing anything fancy. It was the 1790s. Nope. Yeah. You wouldn't have been wealthy back then. It was, then. It was right. a different time. Yeah, I don't think that coachman was wealthy or anything. No, he was at the time when people had wigs. You go back like 50 years ago in the 19. Then I will say 60 years ago, back when, in the 1960s. That's back when things were... You had people going to Major League Baseball games wearing a suit and tie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they weren't tuxedos. They this should've... was a suit back at that time. Yeah. You're going back another 200 uh-huh. years. That, that, to me, is a tuxedo. 1790s. What a time to be alive. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Uh, the this fashion. It's not a coachman. It's just... Unless they're going to, like, a... Ball wherever Cinderella was going, and then but if they went to a ball, he'd have all the frilly right. stuff coming out. Of he his... did. No, he did it, not. It's Maybe upper... he was coming from a ball. All right, it's upper. He's an upper echelon. He's going to look nicer than uh, the ones around him. So I think he was doing his thing. I didn't have an issue with it, but 
I like, did. It's just, I don't know. It's just. I wonder if I can Amazon that outfit, though. I would try to get that. I would rock it. What are you trying to look like? We're trying to look like Jamie Foxx on Django Unchained or something. Oh, yeah, I would go for that. So the horseman rides up. We 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 don't see him. We see the horse. Van Garrett sticks his head out the window after he hears a sword being unsheathed. Right, and the coachman's head has been cut off. So he bails out of the moving carriage. I think most people would. Runs through the cornfield until he comes face to face with that horrifying scarecrow. It's a it's a scarecrow, but it has a like a jack o' lantern mm-hmm. head. For some reason, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was odd. He turns around and obviously has come face to face with something. Um POV shot kind right, of. Right. Cuts his head off. Blood splatters against the jack-o'-lantern. Artistically. That's one thing I want to talk about. The blood in this movie bothers me. Did it it, it look real? Yeah. It was was some sort of orange... Because they actually use blue lenses on the cameras. Yeah, to give it the old look. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, it it was some type of orange type of liquid So anything that was red had to be orange. Mm -hmm. That's why they used the uh, blue lens for the cameras. Really thick, too. Really thick. Yeah, these people need some blood thinners. This is like... (laughs) Yeah, very viscous. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Maybe everyone's blood was different then. It's 1799. The results weren't in yet, Tyler. Right. what (laughs) What were they eating? It's bright red, and it is like the consistency of pudding. Yeah. Like a thin pudding. Yeah. Yeah, or like a... Uh, no one's eating any leaf, leaf, leafy Sorghum. <laughs> sorghum. It's like... Yeah, it was almost like paint or... Not yeah. paint, but... Uh, paint. Yeah, 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 yeah. like That's paint. what yeah, it reminded paint. me yeah. of. It looks Oof. like... Yeah. Yeah. Thick. High gloss, mm-hmm. bright red paint. Yeah, and there's a squeezing it and just squirting out and splattering everywhere. Yep. And so that uh, that's all we get at the beginning. Then we cut to New York City, 1799, we're told. NYC. Um, someone finds a dead body float up in the river. It is Constable Ichabod Crane. So here is our first um, departure from the source material. Ichabod Crane is a inspector. Yeah. Yeah, constable. I think it's the same thing like a policeman. Yeah, right. So he's 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 law right? enforcement. Right. He's in charge. Uh, which obviously in the original story, Ichabod Crane came to Sleepy Hollow as a school teacher. Mm-hmm. So that is not the case in this movie. Yeah. Not in Tim Burton's movie. Yeah. Nope. He, he was gonna say and also he was supposed to be ugly person, Johnny Duff, obviously. I wouldn't say he's most attractive. He's not ugly. Oh, I would. But oh, yes, he is. <laughs> But Tim Burton wanted just to concentrate more on his, uh, him being like a scaredy cat and all that stuff that oh, we see well, yeah, he was. this movie. He's yeah. soft and as all get out. He is, and there's, some of this is I have issues with, and we'll talk about it as we go, but Ichabod Crane, so he goes to the, uh, I guess what passed as a morgue back then, it was, uh, kind of everything seemed like it was happening here. The, uh, they had prisoners here, this was also the court and where dead bodies were taken, and... I don't, yeah, I don't know what exactly... I get it the was feeling. like the Walmart of law. You're right. Yeah. Everything yeah. was just in order. Yeah. I get the feeling that any place that has a table that isn't your house is a morgue in <laughs> right. 1799. Yeah. <laughs> so the man has the body that um, Crane discovered in the river, and uh, Crane says, um, Did you get it? He says, We burned the body. 
And Crane says, well, I didn't get a chance to look at it yet. We haven't even had a chance to determine the cause of death. And the man says, when a body washes up from the river, the cause of death is drowning. So That's obviously this assessment. is a very... Yeah. Well, I cut him up. What are we, humans? Yeah. Right. And that one guy, as when they, he tells him to burn they... the body, he seemed really excited to do it. Yeah, he did. He's like, yeah, all right. Right. Talking about cutting him up, making yeah. you heathens yeah. use the brand, yeah. and you're excited. And they toss a, a robber, like, 20 feet down into a prison. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Deter <laughs> you from robbing, yeah. I suppose. You're not walking, so yeah. you can't walk. You got to walk to rob. Yep, it's true. You got to eat to live. So Crane is now before the judge. Is it about this case or is it about something else? Yeah, I think it. I think it might have had to do something with it. I think it was all the the cases that. Yeah, is this basically saying we got to do better with like uh, yeah, okay. investigating so he's, and all that and all that stuff? Ichabod Crane is talking to Christopher Lee, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Count Dooku. Yeah, the, did, yeah. John Tall got so excited when he saw him on there. Gosh, he had the coolest lightsaber. He, oh, he did. Did he come out of retirement for this too? Because I, no, I don't, I don't think no. I saw him in anything for a while before this. Yeah, he was in the Stupids. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Where'd I, you pull that one out of, Peter? I don't know. It was the only re- most recent one he was in before this. Good lord. So I'm sure, he doesn't regret that. The judge, the judge tells Ichabod or. or Crane tells the judge, um, we need to do a better job. We're, inter- we're getting ready to enter the 19th century. Um, we are still resorting to medieval tactics when it comes to investigating, investigating yeah, right, yeah. and solving cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got, he's kind of more scientific. He has new scientific methods that he wants to start using, which everybody thinks is a bunch of hokum, yeah, mumbo right. jumbo. Mm-hmm. But he said, yeah, but he's not, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, this is. Just a bunch of sissy stuff. But the judge tells him, well, I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you a chance to prove your scientific methods. There's a nearby village that has reported three murders in the last fortnight. All of them have been beheaded. Is it in Chicago? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be more if it was in Chicago, John Tell. (laughs) Oh, true. Yeah. Very true. Um, He said, "Use, use your new methods. If you can solve the murders there, basically he's giving him a trial run to, to prove that his methods work and that they should be using them on a larger scale. So he says, get him to work in this little village, see if you can figure out what's going on with, obviously, three people having their heads chopped off in a short span of time. So we then get Christopher Lee earning his paycheck for the 30 seconds that he's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think they paid that guy just to... He said... Yeah, he probably... More than the, uh, someone's yearly salary. Like, like, yeah. At the average person's yearly salary. Right. Especially when you have those kind of pipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He points at a Kabod crane and says, you, you will be put to the test. With his crooked finger and everything. <laughs> so. This is like. Right. The, the, uh, I'll tell you what this reminds me of. The, the cinematography and the setting and the production design. It reminds me of. Like the animation for movies like the 1970s version of The Hobbit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is there okay. a name for that kind of animation? Old. Oh, yeah, okay. it's I can't. I can't remember. Classic. I, I had no uh, idea that there was. Classic. It's like a. Right. It's like a live action version of that type of. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. It's it's like a it's really clean looking. It's like right. 
where you know kind of like a cartoon a good cartoon especially back then hand-drawn where it's just like seamless yeah it's just smooth looking um so we then get the some of the best shots of the movie i think is mm -hmm. um ichabod crane is traveling now from the city to sleepy hollow um, and opening we get our credits. opening credits rolling yeah. here. Yeah, by the way, I, I think if I read this right, this was like the only part that the film was actually shot on location at Sleepy Hollow. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's that, cool. Yeah, the opening credit scene, yeah. Speaking of the, the shots, there's a lot of good shots in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think this was nominated for cinematography. It was, and as it should have been. Yeah. Because, yeah, really the good. cinematography yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, they said, I mean, Tim Burton gave him a lot of credit because they said the atmosphere looked a lot bigger because a lot of the sets were just kind of more enclosed because like especially when they go out in the woods and everything mm -hmm. and he, he made it look a lot bigger than what it was well and i wish they would have stuck closer to the source material and this is one of my probably my biggest gripe about this movie is they go so far off with this plot in really crazy directions and especially as we get towards the end of the movie it just is off the rails as far as making very much sense at all yeah the, the whole his mother subplot i didn't need that right that didn't serve much yeah to the story. i could i could and i understood and i've heard many people say and probably somewhat rightfully so yeah. that well they had to expand on the source material um because the source material wouldn't be enough for a feature-length film a couple things with that they went way they went off the reservation from the source material as yeah, far as yeah, the plot Basically, just the names. Right, really. It really the names, and it's someone without a head. Right. That kills people. Yep. And and second of all, like, how long is this movie? Mm -hmm. One hundred and six nah, minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have just Hour stuck 45. with the source yeah. material and made an eighty-five or ninety-minute yep. movie with this same attention to detail. Yep. I it would have it would have I would have been perfectly fine with that. I agree. I would have been very happy with that. It was like they tried to turn it into. A feature-length movie, and we'll get more into it as we go. But they tried to turn it into a feature-length movie, which is fine. But I, I just don't know that it was necessary to go this far off of the source material. I don't know. I think it's just because of the old Disney cartoon of that's what the I Ichabod, about Ichabod Crane, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and everything that we're so well that that we are used to. Yeah, but. Well, it's not that. that. I've read the Washington Irving story, and it's yeah. the, the Disney one actually sticks almost exactly to it. I'm saying this could have done... I'm not saying it needs to stick to the, the cartoon. I'm saying it should stick to the original source material, which is the 1820 story that was written by Washington yeah. Irving. But that's what I mean, though. It's just like, I don't know. If they would have done that, it should have been another cartoon or something like on TV again. I don't know. Just I, And I agree with you in, in a lot of ways, but I don't know... I have mixed feelings about this movie. I mean... There's it, reasons I like it, and then there's reasons I can see why my, I don't like it. But the production design and how they set all this up shows me that they absolutely could do a live-action version of the exact source material. Right. And it would be very entertaining and enjoyable to watch. You see, my issue with it is the same issue I had with the most recent True Grit that came out. Mm. What was it? 2010? Yeah. It felt like it was almost shot for shot the same movie. And there was a few yeah. things that were changed in it, but for the most part, it was the same thing. And it yeah. was like, you well, already know the story. If you've seen the movie, there's nothing yeah. new to get. See, and I'm, well, and you're exactly right. And most people feel the way that you do. I'm different because I like that. Like, if I read a right. book and I want to watch a movie, 
remake of a book that I've read, I want it to be exactly like the book. Right. And most most people don't. I, I a lot of people would more agree with you. Yeah. When they do a remake of a movie, for example, where they're like, man, it was like a shot-for-shot shot remake. Like, I kind of like that. I don't know why, but why I don't really want it to be so, different. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's okay, like like the new, like the Cycle movie, when they did the remake of that. It was literally shot-for-shot. Shot. Yeah, and right. it was just, it was just dumb. You know, just, they did right. it a little bit more weird and everything. Yeah. That I didn't like. Well, True Grit, anyway, that was, it was a book, and they, and they say that was, they adapted it from the book and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Anyway, I'm just saying it's just it would have felt like it it might have been too long. And they made it into like an over hour and a half movie if they kept it with mostly like with the book. Yeah, well, we don't know. Well, we won't know until they actually try to do a remake where they keep to the source material. Just to each their own. Right. Yeah. So right, he enters Sleepy Hollow, and the production design is again fantastic. Yeah. That when he enters, when he enters it, he's right by those. Um, two pillars with the uh, deer head on it. The first thing I was thinking of was, okay, the people who did Skyfall definitely stole that. <laughs> so that's the first thing, that's the first thing I was thinking of. I'm like, oh yeah. That's why I told, I told yeah. Craig when we were watching, I'm like, I didn't crack it Skyfall. <laughs> yeah. um, so we enter, or, or Crane gets dropped off in town. He's walking down the street. Nobody's around. Yeah, people are like shutting their windows. Yeah, not super welcoming, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, cool. Don't even want, really want to know you, so right. shut that tighter, please. Uh, he sees a watchtower that's kind of overlooking the woods, the western woods, as we find out. Mm-hmm. With spikes all around. Oh, yeah. It looks like, like it's... Six-foot spikes. Set up on the beach at Normandy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's set up for war. Right. Yeah. All it was missing was the do not enter sign. <laughs> yeah. We've got a man that's uh, entering the... Getting ready to climb up the ladder to enter the watchtower... Um, Hugs his son before he goes up. Yeah, I knew he was gonna die. Like, like I'm like, yeah. that's the last time he's hugging that kid. <laughs> so Ichabod uh, sees this as he walks by, which generally would tell you, oh, I should probably make note of that. Yeah. Ichabod ends up at the Katrina house just as it's starting to become night, mm-hmm. just as night falls. Walks in. There's a woman blindfolded. That's. I don't know, is this a game? Is this something they did back then? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I was just. Yeah, like where well, she's trying to pick one of her suitors. Yeah, what, what was she saying? Something like a he's got a the pickety his, witch. Yeah, for the pickety yeah. witch. I don't, I don't. Well, before he even goes in, you see two people in the shadows it's just like, going to town on each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, I missed Which that. Which does come into play later, but right. Get a room. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Now, yeah. Craig. Do we don't see who that. it is because they're in the shadows, right. but. Um, so Katrina, we find out this, this woman is Katrina. She ends up grabbing Ichabod as he walks by and she kisses him on the cheek. Um, we then see in the background, Casper Van Dien. Yep. Starship Troopers That's thing. That's right. Starship Troopers. Uh, yeah. I read, I read this, you know, he had to, I, I couldn't see it at all, but supposedly he gained like 30 pounds to do this part. Really? Wow. I'm like, really? Well, like he looks, I hate his... to see what he looked like before then. <laughs> That's what I mean. His he doesn't have much of a role in this movie. He has a much bigger role in the actual story. It's yeah. mm-hmm. um, anyway. We're introduced. He's in the background after Katrina kisses Ichabod, and he's not looking happy. He's he's making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Van Tassel enters, introduces himself, welcomes. Ichabod Crane, they were expecting him, and he's staying. He will be staying at the Van Tassel, mm-hmm. um, like up in the attic or 
Yeah. So it's like a, 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 a 16th century Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So Ichabod unpacks his things. He goes down and meets with Van Tassel in the... The squad. Parlor. Yeah, the parlor. Yeah. And this is where we're introduced to kind of our... Who's who of... Right. I think, the, I think he called them the elders or something. The elders, right. Yeah. The people we kind of need to know for this movie. So we've got... And we've got kind of an all-star lineup. Yeah, that's what I'm over here thinking. Michael Gambon is, plays Bolts' Van Tassel. It took me about 30 seconds and I was like, ah, Dumbledore. Yep. Oh, Not even the original Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. Right. Part three and on's Albus Dumbledore. Yep. Jeffrey Jones as Reverend Steenwick. A.K.A. the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Exactly. Grace. And, and, and also uh, the dad off of Beetlejuice. Grace! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. And he's on nine times. <laughs> Magistrate Phillips, played by Richard Griffiths. Yeah, A.K.A. Harry Potter's uncle. Yeah. Yep. Under the, in the covered uncle. Man, he is a big man. He is. Yeah, yeah, he is, isn't he? He is a very in every person. movie that he, he's in. He died in he the last couple away years. Last few years. Yeah. yeah, and he always plays the same kind of like role. Person. Yeah, just like <laughs> a fat guy. Yeah, I just think I just think of like just kind of like a sluggish pig guy when I see him. Just, he does great. He, he really gets him. into every role. Yeah. He's yeah. very believable as the yeah. fat yeah. man. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, what's my motivation? You're fat. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Action. <laughs> We're getting some great shots. Good. <laughs> Dr. Lancaster, played by Emperor Palpatine. I yep. mean, Ian McDermott. Mm-hmm. They're one and the same in my head. Right. Yeah, those Star Wars That's weird movies, seeing him in his... And this movie, that's the only ones I ever remember yeah. him in. I think it's safe to say he was most well-known for playing Emperor Palpatine. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That would get old after a while, though. I mean, maybe not old enough to not be worth the millions of dollars that you've raked in residually over the last three decades. Fake waving your hand in front of people's faces. You're You're like, you're the emperor. Yeah. Yep, sure I am. I'll get out of my way (laughs) or something. What are you going to do? Force choke me? Oh, I'd physically choke you. I have money. (laughs) I have a lawyer. I know, I know. I pay people to choke you. (laughs) And then... uh, Notary Hardenbrook, played by Michael Go, A.K.A. Yeah. Alfred. Yeah, Alfred from the Tim Burton Batman movies. Yep. Ah. And he's the one you said came out of retirement for this. Does right? he have a mullet in this movie? Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yes, he yeah. does. Yeah, he's rocking it. Hey, oh, so yeah. We're if, calling in a mullet. If Alfred got fired, and turned to booze and drugs definitely for about nine months. Yeah, but he also went out. To the sea. He went out to sea during those nine months. Yeah. For six months was out to sea trying to make money. Gave up on that. Decided I'm just going to live in squalor. I'm going to live in the streets. Another six months. So we're talking like a year and three months after he stopped being Bruce Wayne's butler. That's exactly what he would look like. Yep. Yep. It got really bad for a while. (laughs) And then hired as a notary. Yeah, exactly. There we go. I'm not bringing him in. I guess you want to... Get him back on his feet. So he's a he's a, a notary. He's the town banker. I am not trusting him with money. Of all people, <laughs> I'm not trusting him. You have fifty percent vision. So how, we, how do I know that fifty percent won't be on my side? Right. Once we've gotten our lineup here in the uh, parlor, they asked um, Ichabod what he knows, and he says he knows that three people have been murdered: Peter Van Garrett, his son Dirk Van Garrett. 
and the Widow Winship, who we don't know who that is yet. But they've all been murdered. All of them have been had their heads chopped off. Yep. Nice. And he says they've all right. They all had their heads. Crane says their heads were found removed from their bodies, and the, um, they say no, they weren't found near their bodies. They weren't found at all. Their heads were not found at all. They were taken. They were taken. Taken by the headless horseman. What's he doing with them, though? So eloquently taken stated back by to hell. Yeah. Yeah, for a snack. <laughs> huh. Maybe he chilled their brains like a head cheese. You know, like chilled monkey brains disgusting. or something. Yeah. Like from like Temple Doom. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> huh. So they tell the. This is where we get the legend of. Doesn't taste too bad. Um, the headless horseman. So the headless horseman, and this stuck somewhat close to the source material. He was mm. a Hessian trooper during the Revolutionary War, who was known as a very vile, right, brutal, bloodthirsty. Yeah. Yes, bloodthirsty his killer. Thir- basically, that his would could not ride his horse daredevil into the heart of battle, into the most violent battles. Um, and was and was known for chopping people's heads off yeah, with his the word brutality. Sword, I his, his brutality. His appetite for He'd violence. even filed his teeth down to give him a more menacing, intimidating, menacing points. appearance. Yeah. And okay, of all people to play the role of the headless horseman, yeah, as the Hessian trooper, because through most of the movie you don't see the head right. or the face, and it could be anybody. Right, you could have any person, stump person, play mm-hmm. the headless horseman, but the actual actor playing the Hessian trooper who becomes the headless horseman, Christopher Walken. More cowbell. Oh, yes. Yes. That. At some point, they had. <laughs> you know who would be great to play our headless horseman, Christopher Walken. Yep. Wait, at at this time. Don't worry, like, he's who, not going to speak in this. Who else? Would you have? <laughs> uh, if you were the casting director, <laughs> yeah. if you were making that call. Around this time, who are you picking? Are oh, for sure, Christopher Walken. Nowadays? No. No, but at that time, let's see. Bruce Willis. No. The only could other be. person I could think of is maybe William Defoe, but he was too. But he'd be too short. Yeah, yeah but he's. I could see that. I Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yes. Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Will Smith. I'm kidding. <laughs> I saw so many roles that he turned down back in back during that time. I, he turned down the Neo. Matrix. Yep. I did not know. Keanu Reeves could have done the Hessian Trooper. Yeah. 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 Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yes. I think about, we're stuck uh, in the Matrix. <laughs> we are. <laughs> what about uh, Ben Affleck back then? No. Hugo Weaving. Oh. Yeah. Agent that, Smith. That could have worked. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Bad guy. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Big beefy Hessian. Kevin Costner. Actually, might not be terrible. I don't think he would do a Tim Burton movie though. No. I'd have just. Hey, this person doesn't even have a line. Let's get Kane Hodder up here. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Throw him awesome. on the black <laughs> steed, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Sharpen his teeth down. That'd and be give terrifying. him an axe. Kane Hodder yeah, with, with mask pointy and teeth. There you go. Terrifying. Brandon Fraser. Um, so we get. No. We we kind of are are being shown the story that's being told. Um, so one day, uh, the Hessian trooper, they, they say when he meets his end, he's in the woods. He ends up being chased by uh, our soldiers, revolutionary Minutemen, Patriots. That is who's a bunch of the Patriots. Yeah. And um, good for them. He, yeah, he comes across two girls in the woods, and they're both they're collecting sticks. And 
firewood. Little yeah. girls. He holds his finger up to his mouth, telling him to be quiet. And one of the girls purposely breaks one of her sticks really loudly. Or he's so, stupid or something. Yeah. I don't know. The he ends up getting found. Basically through a puts up a good fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did a lot of slashing and thrashing and, and dismembering. Yeah. He eventually uh, gets outnumbered though and is killed. They chop his head off. They say he was buried with his head. They put a sword on top of his grave. Right. His sword. Yeah. His, yeah. his sword was. So they used his own sword to cut off to his To mark head, his grave. And then they marked his grave with his sword. Right. So they say if someone were to take the skull from where he's buried, he would come back in search of his head. And they think that's what's happening. Mm. He's taking other people's heads um, until he finds his own. But nobody really knows where ah, he's buried. Ah, okay. Right. That's why he's taking the heads. Crane, who's a very scientific thinking, he's skeptical at best. Yeah, he's going to believe their story. He's centric, too. Uh, we then get a, a shot. We go back to the watchtower. We're shown uh, Mazbeth is who we end up finding out is manning the watchtower. We get mm-hmm. a pretty cool shot here of fog. Another great cinematography shot. Oh, yeah. So we've got... Torches just outside of the woods, lining mm-hmm. the outside of the woods, and then we kind of have some, some, some kind of mist or mist fog, fog yeah. kind of come down in little fingers and yeah. snuff out each of the torches. That was cool. Yeah, that, that was cool. Oh, yeah. That was a good use of visual effects. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. We hear uh, we we we're, we get a zoom in on Masbeth's face as he's looking out the window of the watchtower. Mm-hmm. His eyes get wide as we hear uh, hoofbeats coming. And the next, and then it immediately cuts to him running through the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I never did. Well, we get, get a gunshot. We hear right. a gunshot, yeah. and then we see him running through the woods. Yeah. yeah. Which, well, I, I would like to know what led to that. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I, I was thinking the same thing. The only thing I could think is he got off his horse and was like maybe just jabbing his sword up and through the slats of the. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't leave the but, watchtower. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have left town. So the watchtower is like seriously like. Yeah, like a hundred yards from town. Yeah, yeah, not even that. Right. It's like run into town. Right, that's an endanger everybody else, I guess. Yeah. So, I wouldn't care. Or he's, I, mean, I wouldn't either. Why isn't there a bell there where he could ring for more help? Yeah. Right. It's like, why is he the only person there with a gun? Because yeah. he's the only one that was brave enough to do what had to be done, Craig. Like you. you no, good that. lord, no. I'm literally leading the horseman back to town. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take but him, not me. If he can find some people without a head, he might be able to find Yontel. Mm-hmm. So, um, someone on horseback rides up behind him as he's running through the woods, lops his head off with a sword. Yep. Mid-stride. Right. Cut to the next morning. Um, they send uh, Crane out to investigate the murder. They find out there's been another murder. So, um, Crane, along with several people from the town, go out to the woods to investigate. Ah. Did keep it with the book here. He did does get a horse and gunpowder. He does. This is where. Yep. I did read where after the movie he adopted the horse. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp adopted oh. the horse because he found out they were going to put it down because oh it was gosh. older. Mm-hmm. They just got an old horse for the movie, right? And they're going to put it down, so he adopted it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And he put it down himself, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm kidding. I'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> what a sick bastard. <laughs> it was probably like the ending for uh, Old Yeller for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was... Because when he arrived, all the elders were already around the corpse at this moment, right? Right, right. So we now get to see um, some of Crane's new scientific methods. 
Still being Actually, questionable. I right. Think. He he pulls him out, but we know he he uses some kind of chemical to determine that um, someone's head was chopped off clean. <laughs> one clean thrust. But yeah. You you needed powder. Plus the, plus the body had already been moved, and he sprinkled it on the ground. Right. So I'm not sure what I don't that. Know what that was. Right. We already said oh, it. Yeah. It wasn't even in the actual place where that powder would have worked. Right. And I'm like thinking. What was that powder? He broke this little chest out just to show off all his scientific gadgets and all his and his and his uh, optical. Yeah. Or whatever. I was just so like, he determines from the horse hoof prints. It was a, a large horse. It rode past the body. Right. And then it said it circled back around. Um, he thinks it came back. To right. Why would it come back around? He says he came back to to claim the head. Yeah. It was funny because he says something like, uh, "It's like usually." Most people would take the heads just so you wouldn't be able to identify the body. He's like, well, we know this was this Nasbeth guy. He's like, okay, why's the head gone then? Right. Right. Mystery after like mystery. Mo- yep. Most of the time, yeah, the, the head would be taken to mm-hmm. make it impossible to ID the body. But they and already the hands. Know who it is. Right. And the feet. He's just, that's just his thing. He, he, he just likes collecting heads like stamps, pogs. Uh, we go to the funeral. For Masbeth, his young son is there. After the funeral, he tells uh, the the young, he's what, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, something like that. Yeah. Offers to be Crane's assistant. Crane initially says, no, thank you. Magistrate Phillips stops Crane as he's leaving the funeral to tell him that uh, Masbeth was not the fourth victim. He was actually the fifth victim. He says, we have five victims in four Four graves. graves. He looks up, and the Reverend Steenwick is giving Magistrate Phillips a death stare, so Phillips leaves quickly. Crane decides he's going to exhume the bodies of the victims, so he does elicit uh, uh, young Masbeth's help to do this. They dig up the bodies the next morning and look at them. All of them have had their heads cut off, and the widow Winship also has a, a stab wound in her stomach. You there, fingering that stomach wound. <laughs> Bidwell. Uh, that's instantly what I thought of. Um, Send us a message if you know what movie we're talking about. <laughs> so they bring her body back to, I guess, what would pass as a hospital back then? That's another guess, place yeah. with the table. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Crane opens her up on the operating table in another very bloody squirt paint yeah. red paint yeah. squirting scene before this even happened though he asked the doctor to leave the room and his errand boy and pretty much everyone else yeah i was uh, he goes, the one and only masbeth yeah i'm right. like over here thinking like <laughs> i thought he was like a necrophiliac i kid oh, you not oh he, you, he, thought, you thought it was going that way well he was like i need i wow i need absolute Isolation. I don't know what he said, but he just needed to be alone with the body by himself. Uh, he's got a thing for Wait, what the heck? He's is got that? a thing for a female headless corpses or something. That headless. would be a necrophiliac. Yeah, but a headless one. Beggars can't be choosers. I mean, if we're gonna justify <laughs> dead bodies, why would it matter if right. it was headless? <laughs> he's just looking for. A yeah. Double. I don't know. So in his investigation, he determines that the widow Winship was pregnant. She was with child when she was killed. There's a stab wound in her. So the child yeah, was actually was also killed. We then get a quick. That was some fresh blood too. Like I thought. When yeah, you... from a dead body, would it squirt out bright red? Well, I said that when they when they're stabbed, it cauterizes. So if it, at least in my head, 
if it's all kind of contained and it's all congealing and getting all nasty, yeah. you it's, know, like it's, it's... I guess they wouldn't have... You know, rotting. It would build up pressure. Yeah, I was going to say... And you keep the color because the oxygen Paint your walls it. with it. I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like they would have... What's that word called? Embalmed them back right. then either. Right. Yeah. Crimson. Either way, it's... It's pudding. Yeah. yeah. We then get a just a weird scene that seems a little out of place. So Ichabod is on his horse at night going across the covered bridge. So you actually have back to the source oh, material a little bit. As he's walking across the bridge, he hears some uh, someone behind him on the other side of the bridge. So he, he yells out, hey, come out, whoever you are. Figure on horseback steps out and it appears to be headless holding a jack-o'-lantern. So we're back to, oh, on a bridge, headless horseman carrying scares Crane. So he rides his horse into the woods. Um, the the figure f- follows in pursuit. Um, Crane finally stops, turns around, and looks, and the figure throws the uh, pumpkin. The jack right. Heck of an arm, though. Yeah. Oh, he oh, hits yeah. him right in the head. Yeah. I was just like, he that he definitely played quarterback yeah. somewhere. That is a, that is about somewhere. a twenty-five yard. Laser, yeah, with a pumpkin, right? Yeah, from horseback. Yeah, right. Think about that. And this bothers me, and probably doesn't bother anyone else, because the same thing happens in the Disney cartoon. Mm -hmm. When you throw something, it spins. Right. The face should not be continually staring at you as it's coming at you, unless you're throwing a knuckleball, and you cannot throw a knuckleball (laughs) with a pumpkin. Well, yeah. the entire time. Maybe under, be, under the giant. It should be spinning, spinning around and around. I'm not going to go any further. It's just that. incredible if, arm strength. Let me know case. if anyone else, if that bothers that anyone could, else. That could have been all it was, just good arm strength. Yeah. It has nothing to do with arm strength. It has to do with <laughs> gravity like, and this physics. Motion. This motion right. that I'm doing. Because it was. Yeah, it's not possible. It was a frozen rope straight from him, straight out. Think about the grip you have to have on your hand, though. Like, like how big your hand is. Just to throw a period. It's impressive right. that you could throw something that far, but even if you could, it would be spinning in over it. Right. But, like, if you had the even right... Even if you threw it like a shot, but a shot put spins. Right. Oh, right. Right. No, the shot wouldn't have been as awesome if it was spinning. I'm just saying, right. in reality, it would have to be. Oh, yeah, I know that, but... Um, good for him. Well, we find out it's not even... It's it's obviously not the Headless Horseman. He goes ahead and rides by it. it Knocks Crane off his horse, so he's a little bit dazed. Yeah, dazed. It's it's Brom Bones. He down just the path a little bit further. It's revealed to be him. His friends come out and they're all laughing. Yeah. So Ichabod goes into the first of many. He reminded um, me pretty, of Gaston. Weird fever <laughs> dreams. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure that would have like knocked anyone off a horse. Or well, he broke his nose. Oh, yeah, hit him in the face. Should have yeah. like broke his nose or at least. He should have been, like, concussed like the rest of this movie. Right. Well, it was a carved pumpkin. So, if it hits you in the face, it would probably give, especially... Yeah, I guess... I that's guess, still, guess. Really still really Especially if it hits you carved side out as it was coming. But it's not spinning, so right. you're getting full force. Right. So, anyway. Ichabod has a dream. He has several of these, and they're, they're weird. And I never... I don't think I ever fully understood it, even at the end when it kind of... Yeah. Basically, it's his mother. Yeah. Fever so we see, is the best way to describe yeah, it. when he's young, it shows him frog-faced looking yeah, little I was kid. About to say <laughs> I think he said he's seven years old. It's his mother who isn't a witch, 
I'm just going to say that, isn't a witch. She's a she's a child of nature, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Another AKA witch. a witch. I, I dated yeah. a witch. Remember that, Craig? Yes, I do. I do that? remember that. Yeah. I, I've heard stories about that. Crystals. Did, and... she, did she bewitch you? No, good Lord, no. She wasn't. <laughs> she so was anyway, she's, yeah, she's, she's picking flowers. She's throwing them in fire. Drawing stuff in the dirt, but we're supposed to like her and not be absolutely out of our mind terrified I'm sorry. of her. It sounds like she's but mentally impaired. We do see impaired. her floating. Yeah. Like Everything right. you just described so, sounds like someone talking, who's mentally impaired. Talking to the Prince right. of Darkness, and yeah. she's consoling young Ichabod in bed. He's scared of the storm, the thunder and lightning. Um, she shows him a little trick with the like little optical, I don't know, 18th century string and picture where it's a it's one of those where it's the bird on one side and an empty cage on the other and when you spin it it looks like the bird is inside the cage that's stupid right it's 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 a weird it's It's 17th century youtube yeah yeah he's seven years old yeah i guess um there's there's a man watching from afar and suddenly ichabod wakes up gasping there's no dead cat he can go poke with a stick he gets up it's the middle of the night he sees katrina um she's also awake one thing that Ichabod did find out, I think I didn't mention this, in the meeting in the parlor with the town elders, the reverend at one point says the uh, science can't explain the headless horseman. What we, what you really, the only book you need to read is this one. He puts down the Bible, and so Ichabod opens the cover of it, and there is a porn magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the biggest Bible I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, but he, oh, uh, sorry, the large that. print edition. There's a family tree in the in the cover of this Bible, and it. Ichabod learns from that that the Van Tassels and the Van Garretts are related. So he says something to Katrina about that. He goes, I find it odd that everybody has told me and no one has mentioned that the Van Tassels and the Van Garretts are related. So. Is that via marriage, right? Like yeah. Some... Kind of off of what you were talking about, Chantel. Um, a few years later, he was accused of possessing child pornography so wait who was that the, the, the reverend guy yeah the reverend guy. in real life yeah yeah oh wow yeah. but he, it was dismissed because it was just something that someone's made up about him but, oh okay wow that i was yeah but he does was, have that look about it he does <laughs> you creep i saw i saw it on ferris bueller's day off <laughs> yeah he was kind of weird in that too but that's crazy i was joking i know you were this that's is the only book I, you need to read and i, 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 thought, could, I couldn't let it go. i thought he was gonna have a, a skin magazine hanging out like the back page i was like oh let me move out of the way for you sorry. Just, Oops, I like it in there. That's why. <laughs> let me hike those up for you so katrina gives uh ichabod a book of spells that belong to her mother Crane's like, uh, no thanks. This is dumb. And she's like, don't be so quick to dismiss things that you don't understand, or I don't know. It's yeah, what was the book again? Was it, was a, like, it was a witchcraft. This is the book of spells, spells and Char- spiritual yeah. crap and charms. Yeah. She said, keep it close to your heart. No, I'm good. What will it do to me? Um, they take a horse ride to Katrina's uh, childhood home, which is, did it burn down? There's a chimney and like... Like uh, fresh, though. One or two logs <laughs> yeah. still standing. Yeah. Yeah. Either. It didn't, yeah, it didn't look like it. In the fireplace. Right. It didn't look like the fire had been out that long. Right. I'm like, Maybe okay. 10 years, right. yeah. It's still burning, or is that just the fog of the land? What's going, why is it so hazy around here? Yeah, she notices the these weird scars on Ichabod's palms. They just look like a... Uh, this made me giggle. Little dots. Yeah. Um, he I shows her. I mean, you because <laughs> she's like she's talking about understanding or believing in 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 the spiritual realm and spells and charms. 
all yeah. that weird mumble jumbo. Right. Ichabod shows her. She says her favorite bird is a cardinal, so he shows her the little bird cage Thank illusion, and she says, "Oh, you you do know magic." And he says, "It's not magic. It's it's optics." You and then here he says, "Truth isn't always appearance." Mm-hmm. So as he would come to find out. Nowadays we would say, things aren't always what they seem. Mm-hmm. Right. They go back into town. Um, Don't judge a book by its cover, Craig. Ichabod sees Magistrate Phillips packing up and leaving town, so he follows him out of town and confronts him. Um, he basically says, I'm getting out of here because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worried for my safety. And basically alludes to the fact that people are upset with him for talking to Ichabod about the fifth victim. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I... That makes sense. He says, well, you knew that the widow Winship was pregnant. How did you know? And he said, she told me because as the magistrate, she wanted to know how the law first would off, work I'm not for the her father, in this case. Right, right, right. First <laughs> alleges you must be the father. He says, I'm not. He says, then how did you know? And he says, as the magistrate, she came to me about the law and how it would apply in the situation. And he says, so you know who the father is? And he says, yes. And but he it's says, not you have me. To tell, right, you have to tell me who the father is. And, so, and, and I love how he says, like, He's like, yeah, I'm not the father. Look at me. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, if I had that I don't chance? want to. Gosh, I wish I were the father. <laughs> Back then, they would they would probably burn this day. So right. they're on the outskirts of town here at this point, and before he can tell Ichabod who the father is, out of the woods comes the Headless Horseman, and we actually get to see the Horseman for the first time. He um, chases down Magistrate Phillips, which isn't hard right yeah. <laughs> and like a minute he went like maybe like yeah, two yeah. Feet. and if you're the magistrate you know like that, oh. that, that's like that's oh. a steed oh, oh no he made it up that hill. here he comes oh and that is a steed butter <laughs> butter <laughs> oh that's a great one yep <laughs> all right good Anyway, so he chops off Philip's head as he rides by. <laughs> um, Ichabod's been tossed aside at this point, and the head rolls down the hill and lands right in directly between Ichabod's legs. Yep. The horseman rides back by, swings down with his sword, stabs the top of the head, and rides off into the forest Un- with it. Comfortable. So um, Crane understandably passes out. I'm pretty sure almost any guy would have at this yeah. point. So he doesn't know, still doesn't know. Magistrate Phillips was getting ready to give him some pretty Bible information, but right. he was horsemaned before he yeah. could. Oh, that's a good one, Tyler. I like that. Horseman. Just verbed it. Verb. It. To be horsemaned. Horsemaned. What's the past tense of it? Wait, that is the past tense. Right. It's old. Oh, I hope I don't get horsemen today. Right. <laughs> that dude got horsemaned. Yeah, it was rough. He really got horsemen last <laughs> night. It's been a rough day. Will the Hessian horse. be horsemaning tonight? I hope he... Well, I like that even better. Future tense. I'll be with the Hessian tonight. We're going horsemaning. Horsemaning. I was Maybe. yelling all night. I'm kind of hoarse today, man. Horsemen. <laughs> Anyways, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yep. It can't all be home runs. That's okay. Um, so then we get pretty funny. Ichabod Crane's in bed back at the Van Tassel He looked like house. a dope fiend. And there... <laughs> he was... <laughs> Terrifying. He is yeah. losing it. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at him. I'm like, so he's going. He's going. There was a man, a headless sword. They're like, Yo, yeah. no, we've been trying to tell you. Him. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's real. They're like, yeah, we know. He's like, no, it's he's a horseman. He's headless. 
that one we know. <laughs> that was actually I that got oh, a yeah, that, was, I did, that was funny. Yeah. All right, just he's and then he passed out. Yeah, he faints again. <laughs> he passes back out. And then he has like another weird dream fever. about yeah. his mom again. Yeah, we get that's why I was two of our fever dream. This was actually... more the same, and it's it's very clear. It's becoming clear at this point that whoever this woman is, which it's his mom, um, is practicing witchcraft and no, she's a child of nature, Tyler. <sighs> Like She's not a hippie, John Tell. Flower headband. Whatever it is, the local religious affiliates aren't happy about it. No, they're not. They just don't get it. Right. So it looks like she's going to meet an end that's not pleasant because of all of this. Because yep. he wakes up again. Her name's probably like Flower Petal or something like right. that. Right. All of the, this is, this was kind of funny. The, the, the townsfolk are standing down in the downstairs at the Van Tassel Manor and basically like, well, we need to, I'm going to New York City myself this time and send us somebody that was going to flake out. Basically. Oh, yeah. So Ichabod steals his nerve and comes downstairs and says, I'm going to figure out what's going on. I'm going to get to the bottom of this and figure out why this is happening. I'm going out to the Western Wood. Who's coming with me? And the Masbeth boys, the only one that says, um, I'll go. You know, he's in that room for, like, obviously a good while psyching himself up, like, thinking, like, hey, man, these people totally saw me, like, have a mental break earlier. I really need to get them on my side again. I gotta show some balls. Yeah, yeah. he's in the mirror punching himself, punching <laughs> himself yeah. in cold water. You got this. You got this, man. Just do it. He's pinching they're, himself. They're like, down there going, what is going on? <laughs> so they go, they go out on horseback. They go out to the woods. Uh, Masbeth gets a, gives a little bit more exposition here his father was a servant for the van garretts mm-hmm. and he he remembers the last night the van garretts were alive there was an argument between father and son and they called his father into the room during the argument and that's all he knows so one thing i didn't understand that, that guy at the beginning martin landau is he related to the the nesbits no Masbeth. Masbeth, yes Masbeth's father, the boy's father, was a servant for the Van Garretts. He was there, like he worked yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why that that pouch at the beginning said Masbeth on it. Gotcha. So it was he was he signed as a witness. Gotcha. As they're talking, Masbeth finally says, "Do you hear that?" And Crane says, I, "I don't hear anything." He's like, "Exactly. There's no birds. There's no crickets. There's nothing." So they ride on a little further and see a cave, and they can hear a woman's voice coming from inside the cave. Crane loads up his pistol and I think he's using Masbeth as a yeah. human shield. Yep. Yeah. That's that's Inside what I would have done. I would have yeah. straight done that. I know he's like thirteen years old, but like hey Peter like, and I saw it the other way around. We saw Tyler pushing you in front of him while Tyler's holding the pistol. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> if that if that was us in that situation, but if it were just me, I would have used that kid as a shield. He thinks he's being brave, and I'm going to let him feel brave by going in front. <laughs> yep. You said you wanted to be brave. He has that gun right by his ear, too. <laughs> but you're not going in there by yourself. No, I'm more likely pushing him in that cave and taking <laughs> off and running. Take him. <laughs> Here you go. Hey, kid, worst comes to worst, you get to see your parents again. Right. Yep. Oh. Yeah. You said your your dad's taking care of your mom, right? Yep. So, yeah. Hmm. Maybe they miss you. So there's a... Witch inside this cave. She's got her face covered up, but it's a witch. She basically says, "I'll tell you what you want to know," uh, but the kid has to leave. So the kid's like, "Okay, I'm out of here." Yeah. yeah. So uh, Crane is left alone inside with her. She walks him over to a table, sits him down. She sits at the other side and chains. Herself. Yeah, she chains yeah. herself up, shackles herself. I'm, which, like, I'm like, I'm out. What are they into? <laughs> 
Uh, she puts together some kind of weird potion, cuts the head off a bat that was off-putting. Right. You do realize you cuffed yourself, and you also chopped that bat's head off, right? I would have been questioning all this in front of me. Um, So she basically ends up channeling, I don't know, a narrator? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, he's he's, (laughs) he's coming, and he's like, who's coming, what's going on? First I thought it was going to be the the horseman. That's what I thought. I didn't think he ever even like asked for this, really. So he says, you need to find the tree of the dead and follow it down to the horseman's resting place. That's kind of what we get out of this. So she's helping him figure out where they're supposed to go. So they they see a woman in the woods. And I kind of thought we were getting another piece of source material here because... The um, in the original there. story, one of the one of the ghost stories that is told to Ichabod Crane is about the woman in white, and we definitely see that out in the woods. It's a ah. woman on horseback in white, and it turns out it's just Katrina. She followed them to the woods. She said, "Well, no one else would go with you." Yeah, what use are you to me? Right. I mean, so they ride together, the three of them, and they come to the tree of the dead, and it is no doubt that this is the tree of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. You're thinking, how are we going to find the tree of the dead in the forest? Oh, Look for the one bearing no fruit whatsoever. Yeah. Look at the one that definitely is... Looks like it came out of of the dead. Yeah, find one that really stands out. There are body parts hanging out of the the, the bark. Uh You cannot miss it. Looks like it doesn't belong out here. It looks like it came out of Tim Burton's Nightmare. Yeah. uh, Looks like it's something from a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, realizes that there's blood... Coming off the tree, so he starts chopping at the roots, yeah, and there's blood sap, blood spurting. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. It Giving does, tree. Right? Can you put that on pancakes? I wouldn't. No, I no. think you can. In some sap. cultures, but it's the giving tree, Greg. He finally pulls back enough of the roots to reveal a bunch of human decapitated human heads inside the base of the tree. Uh-huh. So they determine that this is where the grave is at because they see the sword of the headless horseman and said, "Someone." And so so. Crane digs it up, and the skeleton is in there, but there's no skull. The soil which, even loose. though he was decapitated, his head was buried with him. Nice. So, and the soil was loose. That's how he determined someone's recently been in here. So the head is no longer there, so he said that's what he's doing. He's coming back, and he's taking heads until his own is returned. So someone has taken his head from the grave. I like how it's a complete skeleton after 20 years. And like nice right soil. Yep. That's Which again, it's the tree. The body was not preserved else. at all, and yeah. it's buried under dirt. So yeah, that's true. And the dirt and the soil wants to take its clo- his clothes and everything. And right. Yep. Everything. <laughs> As they're investigating the grave, um, the roots of the tree kind of open up, and out comes the horseman, and he just goes riding off into the woods. He doesn't do anything to them. He just he rides off. The graphics in this were 1990. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, not great. But they were used sparingly. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't say, oh, you're trying to do some visual effects again. That's not. There's not too many people that can jump out of a tree from hell into the real world. Very good point. Very true. So the horseman at this point is going, the horseman goes to the home of the midwife, um, the woman who would take care of pregnant women. Yeah, what was her name? Killian. Killian. Yeah, her husband gave... Ichabod the uh, gunpowder. Yeah, gunpowder. Right. I it, this kind of sucked. I didn't like this. I didn't either. Yeah. Basically, Tim said that he was tired of the the kids always making it out of horror movies. Yeah. Gosh. Why? <laughs> um. Anyway, so it's it's the midwife, her husband, who we said we were introduced to earlier. He's the one that gave Ichabod gunpowder, and their young son, who's I don't know four, 
five, maybe. Yeah. Not old. Yeah, he. Uh, Why so the horseman breaks into the house. The husband uh, gets killed. The wife gets killed. The kid's hiding under the floor, and eventually the horseman comes and gets him too. Luckily, we don't see him get killed, yeah. but it's implied. Yeah, um, he didn't put up much. Of at a this fight. point, Brom, who was manning the watchtower, hears the commotion. He comes back, sees the horseman get back on his horse. Uh, shoots him off the horse with his rifle. So he freaking he... snipers him. Oh, he yeah, he does. scoping everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know they had those back then. I didn't yeah. either. Um, he did, though. But, yeah, he knocks him off the horse. Thinks he's killed him. He didn't, obviously. Right. I don't know why you... Yeah, he doesn't have a head. Yeah. Got Headshot. Wait. 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 So he... Um, I don't know. Brom shows some pretty heroic characteristics yeah. here oh, yeah. and he didn't he's, have he's going after right. i mean he's he going went, after he the went horseman. up against giant bugs man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's going after the horseman yeah, um the horseman wasn't even trying to no because the horseman yeah. keeps trying to just walk past him which we don't realize and, until now because he just kind of brushed past him yeah. as he was walking yeah his horse. But don't you see that brahm is like a Poster child for a frat boy come oh, yeah. at me bro <laughs> right come yep. at me bro yep. like i'm not even fighting so you. he's he's reloading exactly. his gun so he's trying to reload his gun. And he brushed past him. So he turned around and went to hit him over the head with his so butt, this, the butt of his gun. Yeah, the horseman's just defending him. So right. leave me alone. But he keeps trying to walk away. And finally, Ichabod catches up to Brom and he's like, hey. He's not after you. He's not at, yeah, he's not, no, he's not after you. No, man. No, come at me, bro. Right. You don't even know, man. Yeah, he says <laughs> something like that. Uh, yeah, I, which not that. Pretty, which leads to a pretty good fight. fight yeah, scene. so now Ichabod and Brom are trying to fight the horseman. Um... It's not doing any good. You're not no. going to kill him, right? right? He even cool. says that, too. He's like, right. yeah, we're not going to win this. Right. Oh, so, yeah, he tells them that. So they, they, they walk across the bridge. They get to the other side, and they hear footsteps on the bridge. So they turn around. It's just kind of a... I don't know. I thought this was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You hear footsteps on the bridge. It's a covered bridge, and they turn around, and there's no one on the bridge. Yeah, that, that was freaked cool. me out. That freaked me out. Yeah. yeah. The, the horseman was walking on top of the bridge. Yeah, the Jumps down on the other side, stabs Ichabod, and, um, and then gets into a fight with Brom. And Brom definitely gives him more of a fight than yeah, anybody else in this yeah. movie. They fight for a while. Um, yeah, I think, he, I, think, uh, I think he actually broke a finger when he did this. Oh, really? Yeah, and he, did, he didn't want to tell anyone. He just wanted to keep going. That way his right. scene wouldn't cut short at all. Yeah. And I think this is a good point to bring up that Ray Park did all the stunt doubles or stunt uh, doubling oh, really? for uh, yeah. the Headless Horseman. The same Darth guy Maul. that did Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Oh, Toad really? from X-Men. Well, that's yeah. weird because he's a little guy. I know. Yeah. Really? How they... uh, I mean, I can make you look a little a little taller. Right. Good for him. He's, he but, always uh, gets good work. He, they, mm-hmm. they did a... This was another bit of visual effects back then. They had him wearing a green. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it was blue. I think or was it blue? blue? Okay. Yeah. But so so they were able to. He's still see through, but they were able to take it out in post. That was pretty cool. Okay. Once the fight's over, it uh, the, the horseman ends it quite definitively, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. He straight up cuts him in half. He did at yep. the waist. Well, at yep. that point, it's like I'm not even trying to hurt you. I'm trying to get you away from me. All I have now at this point, I'm going to give you the full force. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you asked for it. Yeah, he could have definitely made a self-defense claim. Yeah, in yeah. the court of law <laughs> for this one. Right. I know all these other murders are on him. Brahms could definitely be <laughs> self-defense. Yeah. Your Honor, I just want to say I gave him more ample opportunity. He did to get out of my way. Yep. I'm guessing he would have invoked his right to remain silent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ichabod passes out again, as he's wont to do in this movie. Yep. And another fever he's, dream? He might have no, an not, issue. Yeah, not just but, Like yeah. drugs? Like, 
like low blood sugar or something because okay. he's unconscious a lot. He is, yeah. I he thought looks he, pretty pale throughout this whole he movie. He does, yeah. yeah. I thought he was taking some sort of like poppy or some sort of opium or something. No, he <laughs> needs to be taking some kind of insulin shot. Yeah. <laughs> this is soft. So he wakes up um, with a fever. They say, oh, you've got the fever. Katrina's making some black magic devil yep. potion. I, yeah. That's what I'm calling that's, it. Yeah, Cut the feet off Cruz. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like... She offers it to him. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks. Good. I'm not thirsty. Is this when he becomes this, the crow? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, is this a fever from getting stabbed with the sword, or do we know? Uh, could be. Yeah. Because basically he says that, that anything that is used by the horseman is like... It instantly cauterizes, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like it's... Oh, yeah, Something like that was red hot. Hellfire. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Which explains why there was very little blood at the scenes. I, I, mm-hmm. I was wondering that earlier. So Crane says he's starting to um, understand that the horseman is not killing at random. There's specific motives behind who he's killing. He's not wins. Jason. Right. So we get Fever Dream Part 3, and he wakes up from that one to tell Katrina... He tells Katrina at this point what happened when he was a kid. His mother was a woman of the... She was a child of nature. <laughs> a child, woman of nature, yeah. Child. And uh, it was it was misconstrued as witchcraft. I'm not saying what he said. I'm, I'm giving you the rundown, right. like the abridged version. Um, of course, doctors it, back then were seen She as was as very spiritual. It was misconstrued as witchcraft, particularly by the church, particularly by her husband. Um, and so he had her killed. Um, it was the, this was the time when you got, when that happened, if you were, right. me which. it was basically to save her soul. Why? And Ichabod in the process of seeing his mother killed, he ended up, it was in some kind of torture chamber and he backed up yeah. and accidentally put his hands down on some spikes that, that was a cru- the, right, so yeah, yeah, the scars on his hands. Wasn't that a crucible that they put her in? Like the, I don't know what like they a burning bull. Yeah, yeah that's the, where they put you inside called. the human shaped. Yeah, I thought it was or, an Iron Maiden. Or, 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 yeah, oh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, yep. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. My bad, guys. <clears throat> no, but he, like, so, that's how he got those scars on his hand. Yeah. Right. So he tells Katrina about that. I think you are a witch, Katrina, because you've bewitched me. What a <laughs> line. Yep. Good for him, I guess. How old was she and how old was he in this, in those, in this movie? Oh, yeah, I was funny. She was. Like 16? Yeah, she was maybe like, I think she was like 18. He was in his mid-30s. Johnny Depp even thought it was weird that they were in this movie together as, I guess, love interests or something. Because he th- said were. it was weird. Yeah. He said he said that they, uh, he thought it was weird because he'd known him. He'd known her since she was like nine years old. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. That'd be weird. Yeah, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. So Ichabod wakes up again and the Lady Van Tassel is now tending to him. We haven't been around her too much. So Ichabod at this point has kind of come out of his fever. He's trying to piece everything together. Um, he ends up going to Notary Hardenbrook's office. Sure enough, while he's there, Masbeth finds his father's satchel. Mm-hmm. They find Hardenbrook hiding in a closet. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. of um, reminded me like of like the cuckoo clock. Yeah. <laughs> this is where a lot of the the story is unveiled, at least in terms of um, the the how the the elders' involvement. And what's going on. And pieces start falling into place. Right. So, basically what happened was Peter Van Garrett was having an affair with a widow. What a named, Her name was Winship. Mm-hmm. And he'd gotten her pregnant. So, in secret, he married her. 
and had rewritten his will and testament. He was one of the, they, the, the Van Garrets were the, like the wealthiest family in the town. In his will and testament, he gave everything to Winship and his future child. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and the unborn child, yeah. Right. Okay. She was one of the first three victims. Right, I remember yeah. that. The magistrate knew about it because she had come to him and told him so that she could figure out legally what they could do. The reverend knew about it because he performed the wedding ceremony in secret. The notary knew about it because he helped Van Garrett redraw up his will. And the argument that Masbeth's father told him about was between the Van Garretts because obviously Dirk, the son, was upset that his father was now rewriting his will and leaving him out of it. And Masbeth was witness to that because he signed uh, the will and testament as a witness, which Crane said was basically a, signing his death certificate. And then that doctor, what's his name? And Dr. Lancaster is the one that had been caring for the pregnant widow. Dr. Lancaster. Palpatine. Yeah, Dr. Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> Sen- Sen- Dr. Senator Palpatine. Yes. So yeah, that's a lot. But that basically is, is what we, what Crane is able to piece together at this point. He goes back and he realizes that with them dead, the person that would be standing to lose the most would be the Van Tassels because they would be the next of kin. So all of the Van Garrett fortune should go to the Van Tassels, but it's not because he was he rewrote his will to give everything to Winship. So he is determining that Baltus Van Tassel is the one who would stand to lose the who would stand to profit the most from the Van Garrett's original will. I say money's the root of all evil. Right, so he he thinks Baltus is behind all of this. So he goes back to the Van Tassel home, probably to collect his things and get out of there. Katrina's in his room, and she found a note in Ichabod's ledger where he inadvertently kind of wrote some things down that were incriminating, looked incriminating against Baltus. So she's upset. She says, it couldn't have been my father. He wouldn't have done that. So she leaves angry. Of course. Masbeth realizes that someone had... He moves Ichabod's bed out of the way and realizes that someone drew an evil eye. It's the evil eye. Basically a... Witch's circle. Incantation. It looked like pentagram. Yeah, Yeah, he moved the bed just because he saw a spider on it underneath there. (laughs) He basically jumped up to the rafters. (laughs) Right. Yeah, sometimes Ichabod's brave and other times he's not. So Ichabod sees a figure walking with a lantern out to the woods... Walks out to find Lady Van Tassel in a, let's say, compromising situation. Yes, she was. She was underneath a compromising situation. Yeah, that sounds better. She is wrapped in the throes of passion with another man. We see her, but we don't see who the man is at this point. And then she, as he's watching from behind a tree, she takes a knife and it looks like she's going to stab him. But instead, she just slices her own hand open. Yeah. Smears her blood on him. Yeah, that was odd. I don't know. Weird, kinky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's witchcraft. I'm good. So uh, Ichabod goes back to the house. At this point, I'm like, I'm out of here. This is turning into some weird wicker man (laughs) cult kind of stuff. That's why Christopher Lee's in this movie. Right. There it is. Um, Katrina is back at the... Somehow he ends up at the at the old Katrina at the old Van Tassel. Oh, he goes back up in his room, sees all the um, the will and all that evidence and crap gone. Yeah, all of all yeah all of the paperwork, all of the evidence that he's collected is gone. He ends up finding Katrina at her childhood home, burning all of it in the fireplace. 
All right, so she used that fireplace more often than we thought. I thought that thing was burning when they got there, or like there was smoke. Yeah. Yeah, she's got her cauldron in there. Ah. So Ichabod's trying to, she's like, well, it wasn't my father. And he says, I hate to tell you, but everything's pointing to being him. And she's like, well, I don't care. You need to find another thing that it's pointing to because it's not my dad. Well, do you want to be He says, your your father is the one who stands to profit from all these murders happening. The next morning, uh, Lady Van Tassel confronts Ichabod about seeing her in the woods. Says, I know you saw me. You can't tell my husband. I know she starts this. It's like, oh, you never did ask me what happened to my hand or anything. I I know exactly what happened to your hand. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry that happened. So Baltus comes in and says that Hardenbrook has hanged himself and the town is going to meet at the church that night to speak out against Crane. He says, you should probably leave because this is not looking good for you people or not for the hills i didn't kill anybody yeah i didn't really understand why they're so against him i don't know what he's really done i think his methods and the fact that he's fear-mongering maybe of course they're all the ones that are talking about the headless horsemen which is very real right (laughs) i think they think maybe he's making things worse uh that that makes more sense so we kind of cut to a weird scene lady van tassel's in her garden Baltus rides up and says, hey, we need to head down to the church for the meeting. She says she's picking some stuff for her hand or something yeah, like that. Yeah, picking some, some medicinal plant. plants. Yeah. And Baltus sees the horseman riding up behind her. He unsheaths his sword. She doesn't see him, uh, but Baltus does. And the next thing we get is outside the church. He comes running into town or in, up to the church telling Katrina, they killed your stepmother or he killed your stepmother. He killed your stepmother. Um, so everybody runs into the church as the horseman arrives in the town, um, we find out the horseman can't enter the gates of the church, you know, because right. the it's power a, of Christ compels him. Yeah, it's a sacred place. We then get, uh, Steenwick is telling Baltus, he's here for you. Uh, you're putting everyone in danger by being here. So they're trying to throw him, throw Van Tassel out. He pulls a gun on everybody. Then everybody turns on each other. So Dr. Lancaster ends up. Wanting uh, to confess. Well, yeah, wanting to confess everything that's going on. The Reverend Steenwick bashes him on the head with a crucifix, yeah. which As leads to Van Tassel shooting awesome. Steenwick. Yeah. 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 I will give the horseman this. He's very resourceful. Yeah, he is. He is. He would have been a heck of a javelin yeah. like, so he, thrower. He, yeah, he gets a rope outside of the church property, gets a sharp fence post, ties it to the rope, and harpoons Baltus Van Tassel through the window of the church. That was at least 85 yards. <laughs> like, cool. well, if he can... I don't... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not quite sure how he was able to do this, but supernatural powers, I guess. Yep. Right. Which, if it was him knuckleballing a pumpkin 30 right. yards, I'd be right. okay with it, but it was not him. Right. right. This is the same the same license we give Jason in, in previous movies. Because right. mm-hmm. He pulls him out through the window and drags him through the churchyard all the way to the edge of the fence, pulls his head out off of the church property, and chops his head off. Gosh, that is boss. He really wanted that head. Yes, he did. (laughs) Now it's Katrina's turn to pass out. You would not like this. Before she'll see the same Right, so she she passes out. Ichabod looks down because Katrina was was drawing something on the floor when everybody was kind of in a panic and all this chaos was going on before Baltus was killed. Ichabod looks down and it's the evil eye again. She drew it in the middle of the of the church. Yeah, but I thought it was kind of evident that she drew the first one under his bed. Right. So right. The, now uh, it's the next day. Katrina is still recovering. She's asleep, and Ichabod's leaving. And basically, he thinks it's Katrina at this point, right? Mm-hmm. 
He thinks Katrina did it because obviously she's putting these spells and incantations. And then she would technically be the next of kin, I guess. Right, so he throws his ledger onto the fireplace before he leaves. Has the book that she gave him, and he's getting ready to throw that on the fire. Decides against it. Thought he loved her. Well, he did, but now obviously he realizes that she's behind these murders. So as he's riding away... Don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? I bet you that's what was playing in his head. Probably. I bet it wasn't. So he, he, he leaves in a coach, and as he leaves, Katrina wakes up, and in comes... Bump, bump, bump... Lady Van Tassel. She's not dead. So, but he, but he, also, he also thinks about that when he goes to... Uh, or he thinks Lady Van Tassel's corpse is, looks at the... Uh... Right. So so Ichabod's starting to get suspicious at this point as he goes by the morgue, um, sees him carrying the body of Lady Van Tassel inside, and goes in, stops the coach, goes in to investigate the body, and realizes that the, the, the cut on the hand, the wrong hand was post-mortem. Yeah. Oh. It's made after she died. Right. Which obviously he saw... Lady Van Tassel cut her hand, so he realizes and it's even, a, even the, the, the body's like beheaded, him. so yeah. we don't we can't see who it is, but they assume it's Van Tassel. He realizes, no, it's not. This is a cover up. This has been staged. So he realizes she must be behind it. Yeah. And like so, I said, there's the foreshadowing because he was playing with that little bird mm-hmm. cage thing, also. Right. Um, Katrina, the uh, Van, Lady Van Tassel has now summoned. She cuts a lock of Katrina's hair. Starts a fire, does another incantation. She is summoning uh, horse? horsemen to yeah. come after Katrina. So we get we see out in the woods, the tree of the dead opens up. Out comes the horsemen. There's some. There's something else I didn't get. Does she need like the hair of like the victims that she needs to kill? Maybe to, she just needs something from yeah, them. Some, like, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what else she got from like everyone else. Yeah. I probably don't want to know. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, the men. They no, she, yeah, okay, she just got it somehow. Okay. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Give me I, that evidence back. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess they could have uh, used. Oh, the, I guess they could have used the restroom like anywhere. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I have um, a refrain a lot. Crane. Uh, Crane's using his little bird cage trick, and he's starting to realize that it's fake. <laughs> it's not that exciting. So that's what leads to him going and looking at the the body, realizing it's not Lady Van Tassel. He then looks in that book, that book of spells that Katrina gave him, and realizes that that quote unquote evil eye that she was drawing under his bed and in the church is actually Dave a, yeah, Dave Matthews. It's a spell for protection of a family member. So he realizes Katrina wasn't actually casting as like an evil spell she was actually trying to protect ichabod. ichabod and then her father at the church that's what that was all about so he realizes it couldn't have been her because she was actually trying to protect them Didn't we then get work. right we then get lady van tassel monologuing everything to katrina so her and her family were poor they were basically i don't know if they were poor because of the van garrett family or they didn't help them when they needed help they were kicked out of their home. The yeah, Van Garretts. Yeah, it was that. It was that burned down house yeah, that they. Keep the Van Garretts profited off of it, and that's eventually how the Van yeah, Tassels. Evicted them. Yes, lived in that house, and then they ended up becoming wealthy. So when she was young, her parents and her ended up having to live off the land, basically. And her and her sister were collecting wood, so she was one of the little girls that saw. She was the one that broke the stick. Right. She was one you of the little so? girls that saw yes. the Hessian trooper killed. Right, and her sister 
was the witch in the cave. That took off, this is the little girl that took off running? Yes. Okay. So that was Lady Van Tassel's sister. I didn't say this earlier in the story. We find out that she is Katrina's stepmother. She is not Katrina's mm-hmm. biological mother. Katrina's bi- biological mother was sick and... Died? Right. Mysteri- the, natural this, or yes, mysterious? Her sick nurse ended up being the one that married Baltus, which is our villain now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was... Um, you get another wicked stepmother. Yeah, Miranda Richardson is the actress that plays this one. I believe she was nominated for a few Oscars. Not for this movie. Yeah, not for this one. Myself. So she pledged her soul to Satan. Never a good idea. No. To be able to use the horsemen to avenge the people that did her family wrong. So that's why she ended up weaseling her way into the Van Tassel family, who had taken over her family home when she was a child. The Van Garretts, whom evicted them and basically led to their poverty, and then everyone else involved. Yeah. All to I, I inherit th- the Van Tassel. I, I she is then... I think they got evicted because of her mom supposedly studying witchcraft, which right. she did. Right. Her mom nice. was a witch. Yeah. Um, so they were... A, fly, a child of nature. No, no, no. Her mom was a straight-up witch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just straight oh, up. a dark like, witch. Like her. Yeah. Oh, damn. Right. So she... She then set in motion all of the events that were leading to the Van Tassels getting to be the ones to profit from all of these murders, which looked like it was Baltus that was orchestrating it. Mm -hmm. It was actually his wife because Baltus was killed too, which would leave her. Now the only one between her and the fortune is Katrina, whom she is now trying to close up the last loose end. Ichabod has realized that at this point, so he and Masbeth are trying to get to... Katrina yeah. before the horseman. Oh, does. and they also. She also mentioned that she had um, the uh, housemaid killed to make it look like it was right her yep. body, killed and the then housemaid. she also had those other three people killed and their kid. Yeah, why what, did the kid what, get killed? Like well, I don't know. I don't Hold on. The midwife the found out that um, the widow Winship was pregnant, so she yeah. had to tie up those loose ends. She she killed her sister, the witch in the cave, uh, because she had helped Ichabod, mm-hmm. and. She oh the uh, the one that sh- she was out in the woods with was uh, the Reverend. Oh right. Who married them? So Ichabod arrives just in time to keep um, the horsemen. He arrives just before the horsemen does. So they they get a there's a chase scene through a giant windmill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they try to light it on fire. I don't understand why you always stop and wait. Like they they burn the thing down. They get out. It looks like the horseman's been caught inside when the thing explodes. And they say, oh, did we kill it? And they're sitting and watching and waiting. And Ichabod's like, well, that's the problem. He was already dead to begin with. So what did you think this was? So it? why are I, you still I, here? I, I yeah. would have been explaining that just on the character's like, oh, Yeah. Right. Was he dead? Nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, they're so they, also trying to explain how that windmill exploded. It was because of the... Uh, it, was, it was a fla- Yeah, it was a flower and stuff in there, I think. Oh. I, I, think I think that's I what think it said. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. So we then get a... Um, a pretty cool, uh, the horseman comes out, obviously. We get a pretty cool chase scene through the woods. Uh-huh. I thought it was some throwbacks to the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At I one ca- point, I Ichabod get, ends up getting knocked off the carriage. Yeah. Um, onto Daredevil. Onto Daredevil, backwards. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be weird, uh, riding a uh, dead horse. Did right. you read this also, that that he did almost all of the stunts in that, the ending scene? Mm-hmm. Johnny yeah. Depp oh, yeah. did. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was wearing like... A bulletproof vest or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that pretty was cool. that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good chase scene. Yeah. Went on a little too long, but they end up back at the tree of the dead, where 
Um, Lady Van Tassel has already arrived. She shoots Ichabod in the chest, so that's not looking good. She gets Katrina. She's trying to have the horsemen kill Katrina. Ichabod comes to. All of a sudden, he attacks Lady Van Tassel. He's trying to get... She has the skull. Lady Van Tassel Mm -hmm. has the skull. That's how she controls the horsemen. He uh, is trying to wrestle it away from her. Young Masbeth comes out with a sizable tree branch and knocks her out with it. And so Ichabod's able to get the skull just before the horseman chops off Katrina's head. So he throws the skull to the horseman who catches it and puts it on his head. Hey, kid. A cartoon reanimation (laughs) of Christopher Walken's face. Yeah. I wish it could have been like that. That that was pretty messed up. We have uh, Sharktooth Christopher Walken back in the flesh. Gosh. And he says, you know what the skull needs? More cowbell. <laughs> I got a fever. Uh, oh, wait. Then uh, the horseman French kiss. Oh, right. So then we get our last piece of gore in the movie. He yeah. picks up a still... Unconscious. Yeah. Uh, Lady Van Tassel loads her onto his horse. She comes to and looks up at him. That's not what you want to look up. No. I don't want to. I don't want to wake up to uh, a shark tooth Christopher Walken no. staring Ever. me. In I the like. Face. I was looking at her. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you're the stupid yeah. girl that snapped that twig." Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what her, I was thinking. Yeah. He's so he her the smolder look. Yeah, he then goes in for a smooch. Bites her tongue out. Is, Is that, that what, what he does? I don't know. That's okay. what it looked like. Blood just coming all over. It was gross. There was an oral exchange of blood happening. Saw that. I don't think very Hers? many people wants to kiss Christopher Walken, let alone a uh, shark tooth one. Right. No, she has it coming. If there's anybody that deserves a oh. violent shark tooth kiss from Christopher Walken, it, it was, was this her. lady. Yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is be quiet. And then um, carries her on his horse back into the tree of death. and They lived happily ever after. Yep. Right. So... Oh, he probably did. Living up to her end of the bargain. Right. So we then, uh, we cut to Ichabod being woken up by Katrina in a coach there back in the city. Young Masbeth is with them. They are, they have moved to New York City. I'd rather live in Sleepy Hollow, to be honest yeah. with you. Why would you move from... The murdering. But it's done. It's done now. Right. It's over. Yeah. So I didn't look at this as a happy ending, but apparently it is a happy ending. <laughs> Guess. So they walk off into the city. To live happily ever after, and yeah, you go from no more murders to a whole bunch of murders right, right. right now. Yeah, roll credits. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah. I'll give it a. Are C we doing our, our cinema grades now? Yeah, I'm gonna give this a C plus. C plus. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, B minus. I'll go with a C, and honestly, the only reason I'm doing that is because of how much on. I love the set design mm-hmm. and the cinematography. Like yep. I could watch that part of this, like the first ten minutes of this movie. I, I could watch over and over again, and then there's and then there's there's different scenes throughout that I could also yep. watch over and over again. Yeah, I'm going to give this a B minus for the same the same reasons. It's just a I think this is the best the the most artistically beautiful movie that Tim Burton's ever done. Mm. I can agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Didn't he do? Edward Scissorhands. I I would I would oh, argue yeah. I would argue he did Alice in Wonderland. 1990 Batman. Mm-hmm. That was good but, too. But I I. It, it was more uh, gothic. It would be in the run. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it's everyone's different sweet, taste, but yeah, right. this is, yeah, really, really good in, uh, in that department. Yeah. I gave it the grade I gave it mainly because I felt like Johnny Depp's character, obviously we know about Ichabod Crane, how he was kind of a sissy in the, you know, original. It's like there'd be moments where he'd be 
like he should be a sissy or, or they didn't play that up enough right it was like all the, yeah. they would just have once in a while yeah. they would throw that in of like oh yeah he's a coward right but then throughout the rest of the movie that doesn't really fit his right. character and again i i just i have such a hard time getting on board with the plot of this movie just because i know the source material so well and i i just i feel like there's I feel like there's enough there that you could make a movie out of it that if you put this attention to detail into like they did in this movie, it could be a really good movie. And until that happens, yeah, we're just going to be left to wonder. Almost. Like I said, I, I like the plot, but it, like I, it's like you said, it's not it's nothing like the original book. Yeah, it would be fine if there wasn't a source material from which to deviate, right. which they did. Yes. And so, but we know. Right. We know. You're not fooling us, Mr. Burton. Or... Johnny. Anyways, thank you for uh, being a part of this trip, everyone. Yep. Enjoy uh, this month of October. We're we're coming at you again next week with another Halloween classic. Ooh. Can I call it a classic? Yeah, it is. I would. Yeah. 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 Trick or treat. I've never seen yeah. it before, so it's been out for well almost twenty years now, hasn't it? Oh no, not trick or treat. Really? Hadn't been out that long. It came out in the early two thousands, didn't it? I thought it was twenty ten. Oh, was it? That okay. Was like well, 10 years at least ago. ten years. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ten years old. We can well, almost call it a classic. You guys bring some candy or some baskets. It's fun. We'll have candy. You some will. Tricks. Yeah, you will find out next week. And some treats. Uh, real fun later this month. We are diving into the Halloween series. We're gonna have treats. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe and stay tuned for uh, future episodes because it's gonna be fun. And there's gonna be candy. Thanks for listening. Make sure that you. Uh, uh, subscribe, leave us a comment. If you have something you want us to cover in a future episode, um, leave us a request. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we missed anything. Let us know if uh, you agree with uh, our assessment. Stay tuned. Stay classy. Thanks for dropping by. See ya.